Welcome to the ImproPod podcast. Today, my guest is Ben Roberts. Hello. So you are a cello player. I am. Primarily a cellist. Yeah. So what's your relationship with improvisation? Do you improvise a lot? I did grade eight classical training. Since a teenager, really, I've played with bands, which has involved a degree of improvisation, but often that tends to be applying theory. <laughs> like, okay, it's G and C and D. I'll play G and C and D, and I know what notes go in those chords, and so I just keep it fairly safe. But over the years, I got a little bit more adventurous, and more recently, I've been doing quite a lot of really free-form improvisation, not regarding any particular rules, and I like to get creative with the way I play. So what noises can I make on the cello, beyond just plucking or bowing the strings? I've been doing work with filmmakers and dancers and art galleries, and responding to what I think a picture might sound like. And particularly, I play acoustic cello, but I also play electric cello and have a bunch of pedals so I can create loops and soundscapes. And so building up pictures and collages in that way has helped me to express the cello in a really different way. I still play classical music. I play with orchestras, string quartets, and I do solo performances of classical music as well. So it's not like I threw one out the window and decided I'm going to do improv now. But yeah, so it's been a much more organic transition. So I'm going to play a piece of music, and I want you to tell me what that makes you think of. So don't overthink it. Just <laughs> anything that comes to mind. It's too late. I've already overthought it. think of that i love how music goes on a journey in such a short space of time it started out as i think a late night new york jazzy kind of vibe like it was a down and out thing or it was somebody who was down on their luck rather but it went on a montage of liberation in a way the times with the arpeggios it felt like somebody was out on a jog or something but as a metaphor of an industrious time of creativity here that seemed to then resolve into an arrival <laughs> at the end of that altogether more wholesome and positive picture. When I'm playing, I'm not thinking about anything, really. Yeah. So occasionally something will come into my mind and I think, oh, that's interesting that reminds me a bit of this most of the time when i'm playing it's a blank canvas i'm not necessarily going for visual imagery no i totally hear you so if i was to ask you to reflect some of that journey on the cello do you think you could do that 
Yeah, of course. I'll have a go. Just to reiterate, you're talking about the New York kind of down and out vibe and then that resolves someone finds their way. So if you wanted to give that a go on the cello, take as much time as you like. same journey <laughs> i definitely got the sense of the cool kind of new york vibe with the the bits of cut yeah and you can even imagine like a drum going yeah i was hearing that and then i got the sense of it becoming more abstract maybe there's a bit more self-expression so that's really interesting because i was just thinking the difference between what you were playing and what i was playing is that you were thinking of nothing, whereas I was trying to tell a story that already existed. In that regard, my ability as a performer for self-expression felt, like, constrained. But then I'm aware of that as I'm performing, and I'm like, ah, oh, just, just go with it. <laughs> I even had that internal dialogue myself of, well, remember there was that story and that journey that you're supposed to be going on, but at the same time, it's, well, but just what feels like it's going to work as well. We could try something just straight from scratch, like I was doing, if, if you'd like. And I could tell you what that makes me think of. I mean, in time, sometimes I don't have a particularly visual imagination for music. We could give it a go. Sure. You want me to improvise something? Okay. So what I got was there's this lizard 
and he's just hanging around and he's pretty happy being a lizard. And then there's this process of metamorphosis and he starts wondering why he's got strange things happening with his scales and he's feeling a bit anxious about this. And then he, he, he grows these wings as he progresses and suddenly he flourishes into this flying lizard, I guess. Oh man, good vision. I can't even remember what I played. <laughs> yeah, I'm like trying to relate back. I'm like, what bit was that that gave that impression? I can't even remember what I did. <laughs> cool. So you are for telling me a story? Okay. I've got this really strong vision of a particular character. I realised just riffing off that same theme of metamorphosis, actually, that have been in both of our stories. <laughs> An old man with a huge trench coat and he's carrying his life in bags on his back and pots and pans hanging off of him and you can't really see any of his body because it's all buried under his stuff and he's walking down a path to the beach. That's where he feels at home and he just takes all of his stuff off and sheds all of his load and is suddenly like a surprisingly sprightly athletic character who can run and swim and be with nature and be completely full of life. All right, here we go. So what did you make of that? Well, that's perfect, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Told, told the story exactly as I imagined it. The kind of crooked, burdensome walking at the beginning and then dawning of realisation. Oh yeah, my life's a beach right now. <laughs> so all I was thinking about was the way he was walking. Guy, he's, you've got the dissonance of that. Mm. And then this quite clumsy rhythm that goes with it. I tried to get the sense of transition when he discovers the beach and include the movement of the waves with those kind of arpeggios. Oh, yeah. that. It's moving in and out kind right. of the waves, a calm day. And then his sense of liberation, if you like, when he's running across the beach, transforms. Yeah, and then suddenly it's something that feels like it's no longer jarring. It's very easeful, natural, like, ah, the resistance isn't there anymore. Would you like to play on the cello that? That story. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> OK. 
because I'd be interested to see what you come up with. All right. got the sense of age there especially to begin with that he's old there's something to do with the texture of the thing you're playing as well yeah it's an old instrument <laughs> and it kind of sounds like it but also like it was hard work these aren't quite the right notes <laughs> and this is like oh god i'm trying to play the right notes but they're not quite it should have been like but it was like this really crooked kind of difficult the quality of the sound isn't as rich and vibrant as i know it could be interesting yeah all right and then there's this sense of soaring when he transformed so you offer tell me another story okay i will tell a story of a toy chicken not a rubber chicken like you know the little wind-up ones It doesn't really feel like it gets much use anymore and he's feeling concerned that it's because he's purple. He is struggling with this identity crisis until he overhears a conversation between his owner (laughs) and the kid's friend where this child is talking about how much he loves this purple chicken and he doesn't know where he's gone. And it's because the chicken realises he's been hiding. He's like really invigorated by this news that actually he wasn't forgotten and disliked all along that actually he wants to celebrate his purpleness and his realness so he puts on a big performance and they're reunited wow why did, <laughs> where did that come from? i don't know right? it was, i improvised the story i didn't know where that was going to start i mean how do you write a theme for a pur- <laughs> purple, purple chicken, chicken theme. with an identity crisis yeah <laughs> I should ring up the head of music and Pixar and yeah, ask him on his yeah. thoughts on this. So you were talking about a story of acceptance, or self-acceptance, in fact. And self-doubt and an insecurity. Yeah, it probably starts in a place that is a little bit lost and wary, but in a chickeny way. Got a very distinctive way of moving, haven't they, chicken? Yeah, exactly, yeah. This is a very strutty 
kind of thing. They're like quite cautious animals. They have to be quite flighty, don't they? You know, they're like to escape from the fox. <laughs> it almost seems like they're constantly a little bit on edge, maybe anyway. I'm going to try taking a kind of bluesy. Right. It's a blue, it's a blue chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Friends again. <laughs> <laughs> that is by far the most obscure story I've worked okay. with, I think. But yeah, did you feel that was effective? And I felt if this was a film or something about this chicken, maybe it was a Pixar thing. To use a bluesy feel might be kind of a fun idea. Yeah, I think it gave it a really relatable sound. I mean, did you feel there was a sense of transformation there? Well, it was over the whole scope of it. Like, it wasn't, they didn't feel like there was a particular moment necessarily. It was a more of a gradual transition than that into a happier state again. <laughs> yeah. I think one last story then. Um, I have a son who is nearly five, and we are going to all sorts of birthday parties all the time at the moment. We went to one at a soft play a little while ago, and I don't know if you're familiar with these places, but they're, like, incredible for children and kind of challenging for parents because they can be very overwhelming, overstimulating environments, usually in some great big metal shed <laughs> with quite bad coffee. <laughs> so I wasn't necessarily looking forward to this. I've been microdosing with magic mushrooms recently and I thought maybe I'll just take a slightly stronger dose and I'm sure it'll be fine and it made me realise that I didn't have to sit around drinking crap coffee and making small talk with people I didn't really know I could just go in soft play 
And everyone, all the parents were really grateful that I was in there looking after the kids. If you actually get in <laughs> to these places and really throw yourself into it, I had to choose to do that, to like go in with enthusiasm in the spirit that the environment was intended. You can actually just have a really fantastic time. <laughs> My realisation was that I had to choose to invest myself in the playful vibe that is so natural to children and for whatever reason quite difficult for adults to transition into that so that's my story and I was only microdosing I just have to say I wasn't like fully tripping whilst also being responsible for my child and other people's children it's important to emphasize I chose to invest myself emotionally in the environment and the magic mushrooms the like the psilocybin in the system was an aid. It prevented the inhibitions. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good story. Phew. Yeah. I didn't think I had any good stories. so perfect <laughs> <laughs> I loved how you created that sense of intrepidation at the beginning I think you really captured exactly a like sense of oh man what's this going to be like and then the kind of meltiness as it warped the reality bent a little bit for a while I was waiting for that point where it just broke into like yeah you know it's just fun <laughs> it totally happened I tried to induce a sense of play yeah, I was feeling it. Would you, would you like to give it a go? Or? I don't know. I don't know that I can follow that. <laughs> I feel like I should, though, having set up such a weird story. I should give it a go. Have you got any magic mushrooms?
think we'll call it a day there. But thank you very much for being on the podcast. It's been very insightful. Pleasure. Yes. <laughs> it's a weird mind. Did you find that you got anything out of the podcast? Yeah. It's always really valuable to take the time to consciously dive into something. A, to dive into the imagination a bit, but also to be present. This is like the ultimate goal of improvisation. It's a really mindful exercise, right? To think of nothing. Oh, I'm just going to enjoy myself in this moment, So, which I have done. So thank you. All right. Cool. Join us next time for another episode of Improbod. Thanks for listening.